I wonder. I wonder if they're like protected. If you can't eat them, or they're just I don't, not. Who's gonna, is the crawdad police gonna come? Uh, <laughs> that suck if that was your only job. Like, where are you from? I know. Hey, I, know I know where there's a fresh batch of crawdads. Yeah. I'm about to go pop those guys. Yeah, yeah. Think about like the crawdad. Like, protector. I wonder what he looks like. He shades on. He definitely but, like, has shades. But, like his shirts all ready because probably like, costume. He, like, yeah. he's Shift Dyke Michaels making food, and he's making comedy too. Thaddeus J. McKee is co hosting with the guy I mentioned previously. Sauce Boss Zach's on the one, the two, so good he calls them twos and threes. And as always, there's a guest who'll be sure to please. Hi, and welcome to the Heart of Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels, and with me, as always, my co host, Thaddeus J. McKee. Slap it, pappy! Went, went! On the ones, the twos, the wheels of steel, the sauce boss of Indianapolis, and the last woke dragon. Give it up for Zach Roan. Hey there. And two very special guests with us from Upland Brewing Company, uh, Chad Seacrest, Andrew Perler, the uh, chef of chefs at uh, Upland, and the regional indie, indie manager. Yeah. Is there an assistant to the regional manager? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I am sometimes. My own assistant. Oh, well, welcome, guys. And it, it's funny because uh, we've talked about this off mic, but uh, you guys have talked about there is kind of a stigma. People think that uh, Upland is like a big, you know, huge corporation. You would assume that the, the the head chef and the regional manager would be in like business suits and dark sunglasses and uh, men in black hats. And you guys seem like two normal dudes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so that. We are normal as we can be. That's good. Normal. But uh, no, definitely, I don't think I'd ever fit in a suit anyway. Yeah. I, I think I'm normal. You could be a little, yeah, a little off. But yeah, no, it's just uh, we're like all Indiana. So yeah. like, yeah. I love that because I was yeah. expecting a monocle when he said he was coming over. <laughs> I was like, there's gonna be a lot of monocles in this house, <laughs> and he's like, I don't know. And then you, well, I saw a Led Zeppelin shirt well, uh, coming. Yeah, or did I say? Hey, we'll, we, can, we can cut that, right? <laughs> I know the dead and company arm. Yeah, that's I deserve a boo. I look like I should know that, like, anyways. Yeah. That one's good too, though. But yeah, yeah, you saw the tie dye. I saw the tie dye, and I was like, "Oh, my friend Patrick Murray's here. We're gonna have fun today." <laughs> and then, and then, and I, I looked up, like, "Oh, this is an Upland guy." And then it was a blast ever since. Yeah, you guys, uh, you guys brought over some uh, some amazing beers for us. And I wanted to try to... I knew you guys were going to bring beer, so I was like, okay, what goes good with beer? And uh, we've been talking for a while about building this outdoor pizza oven. And I was like, beer and pizza, classic classic friends. Mm-hmm. And um, so we kind of pulled the trigger. I was also waiting for it not to be super, like, summer hot outside, you know? I'll tell you this. I feel honored. Yeah? That we got to do the first the first run on it. It was the very yeah. first one. I mean, that's, I, like, cool. that's awesome. I, I pieced it together last night by myself, Delicious. and I'm not... Believe it or not, like a handyman. I'm more of a like break it guy than a fix it guy. So that was the first thing that I ever built by myself. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know if this thing's gonna collapse mid mid uh, pizza cooking or if it's gonna work. And uh Zach came over this morning and uh built a got the hearth going, got a, the nice fire going and by God it got up to temp and did what it did. It's weird when you think about it though, like an oven with like an open side, right? Mm. Like just the idea of it. But then, we, I guess we were talking about food cooking. It's like, well, if you cook over a fire, you're, you're losing 
heat in all directions, you know? Yeah. But obviously, like, a traditional oven's going to be, like, the perfect... You know, they figured out the engineering behind it, but mm-hmm. it is really, like, a... There is something kind of rock and roll about, like, a wood-fired pizza oven. I don't know. I mean, the dough popped up pretty good on the Flavor's pizza. great. I mean, the flavor's great. That so, was... Smoky. That can you give this to Zach for a second? Because I I have to give a shout out to Zach. That, yeah, Zach, that, that's that, fire. Man. That dough. Yeah. Man. Cheers, man. That I, dough. Cheers. I didn't want to be the first one to build the oven and also make the dough. <laughs> like, there's no, too was, much can go wrong there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was uh, super happy with it. I but like honestly, it gets so hot in there. Like, I think that same dough wouldn't have done well in the indoor oven. Mm. I think the the the, oh, the like, bricks out there had a lot to do with how yeah. how well it popped up and everything. I mean, there were some spots on there that were charred, too, that gave it kind of like that. It wasn't, like, burnt. It was, like, to that nice little crisp char. Mm-hmm. We got soft. an extra. You could get into it. It was like, this is awesome. I like this. It's like. We got an extra charred stromboli in there. Oh, yeah. It was the. Uh, the last two forgot. got forgotten, and those like, at the uh, very are we still end. cooking oh. something? <laughs> that stromboli. Was, I'm from, uh, I lived in Fort Wayne, Indiana for a long time. Humble from there, and like strombolis are like extremely popular there. Yeah, when I've been into it, kind of took me like to like being like a kid with my grandparents and us taking to the local bar for. Yeah, so that, there's like different with strombolis. Well, so. no, that, but that's the thing, and that's I think that's a very important Indiana thing because in Indiana we were taught that that's a stromboli. Like that was, I think they even did it like in high school and stuff. Yeah, oh, but yeah. definitely like when you'd go out to the bars or whatever, that like that was kind of the classic bar food, the yeah. stromboli, and it's a. I think anywhere else in the, in America it's a pizza sandwich, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. But we always call it grinder. Stuff. Yeah, and then like the, the first time I saw like a real stromboli, I was like, "Well, that's not what I call a stromboli." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, but I know exactly what you meant. So we were talking about making one, and awesome. I was like, "Just to be clear, I'm making a pizza sandwich." <laughs> yeah. Well, just like like when you get into that, like that sauce, just like hitching the back of the throat. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, the sauce is fire. Oh, one time something hits the back of your throat, it's all right. It's fun and also like I feel like every time I have like like food like food people, like other chefs come over, I'm always like, I'm not going to make some big complicated dish. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just gonna like my goal is just to make it fun, you know? I'm just mm, like yeah. I was like, let's just do beer and pizza. Like let's yeah. let's have a like have a fun fun go with it. And also I had to have a backup in case the pizza oven just like collapsed or something. <laughs> I was like That'd be a real bummer if we just had a bunch of raw. Which is dough. like, uh, kind of like, uh, funny that you're doing the pizza because we've been on this pizza kick. Me and him just talking about, like, we eat pizza. Like, that's one of our go tos. Like, if we're just like, let's get out of here for a minute and go get something to eat. Yeah, pizza's always one of them. Yeah, which I don't think Indianapolis lacks in pizza sometimes. But mm, there's yeah, a few good places coming Basically. out now. They're doing yeah. a good job out here. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, we just, it's one of our probably down the road next five ten years. Like to have our own little. Pizza. Oh, yeah? Pizza yeah. and beer, baby. I mean, it's just like, like when you get like a really good piece of pizza, mm-hmm. like there's like nothing else that compares yeah. to that. Yeah. Right? Where you're like, when you eat it, it's so simple. Like pizza, everyone does pizza, right? Yeah. You get pizza anywhere. When you get like that piece, you're like, your eyes light up. You're like, holy shit, this is yeah. It always takes you back to somewhere. Yeah, yeah. somewhere. Listen, man, I'll just say this. I'll be the first to say it. You guys could use our oven when you guys hey, we, <laughs> want to start that pizza absolutely. place up. <laughs> you could use it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, we have 10 orders in three spots. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I work, <laughs> I work part-time at a wedding venue, and there was, like a, there was like a pizza oven food truck that catered it, and they were just making mini pizzas. And so, like, they had it right, and they were just like, 
everything, all the pizzas were made up and they were just kind of tossed them in the, they might have been par cooked. I don't know. I think they yeah. were like par cooked and they were just kind of tossed them in the oven, put some heat on them and then bring them out. <laughs> so they had like enough set up for like the initial like first half. And then it got caught up, and then it was just a bottleneck of one-to-one pizzas. And they're making pizzas, like, yay big, you know? So it's like one pizza is, like, two, maybe three people could eat one, you know? So there's just people standing there forever, and they're just waiting for your pie to get fired, like... To order. Which is, one, it's great when you get it. And waiting, like, what, like, at a certain point, everyone's shit-faced, and they're like... I mean, I remember... I, I remember, like, when food trucks first started popping up at weddings, and, like... They just didn't even know. They weren't caterers. You know, they yeah. were just some guy that had a food truck, and now all of a sudden they're cooking for 200 people. Like, I remember the first time I went to one, it was a shit show where, like, they were just taking order, like, order one order at a time, and it was like the, the bride's family was like 50 people back in line, and it was like there was no order to it. It wasn't like, it was just kind of like whatever. And then everybody, it took like three hours to feed everybody. Yeah. And they haven't figured out now, but it used to be the Wild West. Yeah. You're like, you had a food truck, right? So you get. I did have, food and truckers. I understand that because I, when I lived in Chicago, I did some stuff for food trucks. But um, we, you've had a few guys that worked on our line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like I remember one guy quit on us because he. So, I'm going to show you. He couldn't. He wasn't very good on the line, <laughs> and he was like, "I'm going to open up a food truck." And I was like, uh, "All right, buddy. Uh, oh, you have yeah, no yeah. idea what's going to go. No. Like, what's going to happen in your life, dude? When yeah. so, whenever someone says I'm going to open up a food truck, I like to appear like the Grim Reaper. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just like, don't do it. <laughs> Let me tell you why. It's a lot of work. Uh, there's a direct correlation, I think, to people that run their mouths in the kitchen and like, you know. Like if like any chef that says they they don't do dishes, I'm like get out of here. You yeah, know, exactly. like you, like you that's age. how we test people. Though. I love washing dishes. <laughs> yeah, it, I do. It definitely <laughs> can be therapeutic, it's, but it's I very think, spiritual, like spiritual. And yeah, like, I think you. I think yeah. any chef that's uh, uh, above, you know, washing a dish or unclogging a toilet or doing whatever needs yeah. to get done is like that says a lot about you. You know, it's like it's, if you're like in bigger positions and you have to answer emails all the time or. Whatnot. It's like when you get to go into the dish tank for two hours <laughs> and put music on and yeah. not really just do anything but wash dishes. And yeah. Like, yeah. It's like almost like a time where you're like, and it's helping other people out, which is mm-hmm. like what we're here for is to help staff, you know, but it's also like a therapeutic time where you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. And sometimes staff thinks you're mad because you're washing dishes. So they're not even going <laughs> to yeah. come approach you. They're like, Oh, just, you're, you're just watching dishes. Zone. He has to be mad. You're like, oh, yeah, just keep leaving me alone. It, it can be very zen. <laughs> washing dishes can be very zen. I mean, I've washed dishes he, like when I'm angry sometimes. It can yeah. like, like you just focus on one thing, you know? Yeah. Makes you happy. Yeah. yeah. Like and that's why I let you have your therapy here at the house. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, like, I think Dyke needs this. Yeah. So that's me Some, always. Sometimes you'll, you'll, you'll come in my room and you'll be like, it's time for therapy. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for therapy. You need to- therapy is getting backed up. <laughs> There's no coffee mugs. <laughs> um, well, you guys brought over these amazing beers, and I don't you have to do it, feel like you have to do a full commercial, but is there anything spe- you know, specific you'd want to talk about? This was a new one I hadn't seen before, and this was my first time seeing this one. Mm-hmm. The uh, the the two of tarts, two tarted, two two tarts. So the kettle sour. So it's a controlled sour. So like there's a lambic which we do make, which are not controlled. The yeast doing its own thing and doing its job. These are controlled temperature wise. Um, so when the brewer went to make this, they know exactly what flavors they're trying to get, what it's supposed to look like, consistency. 
Um, the two tarts, what that's the passion fruit, right? Yeah, yeah. passion fruit and yeah. mango. Mango, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, it's like one of those beers that, like, uh, is it Kate? Right, Kayla. Kayla. Kayla just said, "I'm not a beer drinker," so we busted out a sour, and she's like, "Oh, I actually like these." That's kind of designed for someone that's like wants to drink an ale, but. Still needs a little bit of that fruitiness to it, you know. Yeah, and it's it's pretty unique how they make it, and it gets it that tart taste, you know. Yeah, it goes good with a lot of different food and stuff like that. I know this isn't as important for beer making, but like I love the the gimmick, the the graphic on here. It's the uh, pocket deuces, and it says all bets on tropical. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. which we, we, you were talking about bet. gambling. So, which, <laughs> if you have pocket deuces, that's not a good bet. <laughs> Was, wait, you would go all in on pocket deuces? I, I guess I, I, I would wait till the first like the flip, cars. the yeah, flop, flops, yeah. But it's really good. <laughs> it's super good. Uh, so like some real professional gamblers in here. I will wait till the flip. I, yeah, <laughs> the flip flop. Okay. Hey, you don't know this life. <laughs> uh, uh, man, yeah. Um, well, thank you guys for bringing in all the beers in today. Uh, yeah. Like I said, beer and pizza. Was perfect. Exactly. Um, what's your What's your culinary background? Ah, uh, well. So I've been. I mean, I've been. He's like, you for, caught me. I know half. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing it for a while, like you know, at least twenty five years. So uh, I'm forty nine now. Uh, but I did the whole what? culinary school oh, with the CIA and oh, nice. uh, graduated back in two thousand one. Did you say CIA? Not, not the. <laughs> He's killed some people. Culinary's too. No, married. I was like, I've never met anybody that cooked for the CIA. That would be. I, I, well, I, does it look like a cop? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you have your hat on backwards. I'd be like, like you're <laughs> pretending not to be a cop. Ah, <laughs> uh, but no, I've had a pretty good, pretty good life in this in this field. So like, it's been very rewarding. I've worked in New York and South Carolina, Charleston, and Indianapolis and in Vermont. So it, it kind of gives you that. That that opportunity to kind of travel and cook anywhere. So yeah, was it a lot of like high end? Yeah, mostly high end. I worked at uh, and, and especially like in Charleston, I worked at a restaurant called Fig for Mike Lotta, and uh, great guy, great chef. Uh, I actually did my externship down at Magnolias when I was in culinary school at Magnolia. Uh, yeah, back in two thousand one, it was good, good time, nice. And uh, worked in Annapolis for like eight years. Worked for. Uh, our bistro for Regina. Oh yeah, and um, uh, but it's neat to see Indianapolis kind of grow in that because you know it's come a long way. So it used when, to be corporate city. Yeah, I was gonna say when did you move? You know? When did you move back to Indianapolis? Uh, well, I, I live in Columbus, Indiana. Okay, but, uh, about seven years ago. Okay, so yeah, from South Carolina, I moved back up here. So there was such a a, a, a dramatic shift around like 2009, 2010. And just stuff started popping off, and I, I even noticed that, like, because I I would I, I used to do the brunch at like Black Acre, and it was a weird thing where it was just like yeah. it was just one offering, and it was like take it or like we didn't even serve coffee, like you were supposed yeah. to BYO coffee, yeah. But like I would I would do stuff, and I was in I was in culinary school at the time, so I was kind of like playing around and using yeah. it as like my test kitchen, and I realized 
the like certain things would pop like 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 I was one of the first people to do like chorizo biscuits and gravy in the city. Oh, cool! And it, that was like exotic ten years ago, and yeah. now you yeah. see it on every single you know menu or whatever. Yeah. But then there would be like a turning point where you would I would just try something that was just like a little bit too, and then be like they, like no, we're not we're not ready for that. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. But now I feel like all these menus you see like this really you know developed. Yeah, I think like the farm to table thing. It's kind of been around for really long time and uh i think nowadays it's just more kind of custom i think guests kind of expect that now like yeah we don't try to like say we're farm to table we just we just buy from farmers mm-hmm. so that's, that's what that's good. you know upland's about like our mission's about we're indiana company and we like to support our indiana farmers there so, we go Love not that. just farmers butchers anyone yeah. yeah you know if you got a business that we can use for our business it's like it might cost us a little bit more, right? Um, but it's going to come out later for us in a positive way yeah. to like support what's around us and not just Indianapolis, right? That's like Indiana's a big state. So, yeah. like, yeah, there's places all over the state that like do great things with just not just produce, but butchering and yeah. dessert and that's different an art stuff for our from beers. And I love that. Cause like yeah. we have like a sour that was just on it. It's done now. We sold out of it, but it was it's a pawpaw. Mm-hmm. So you know we get pawpaws are like Indiana banana they call them. Yeah. So it was a sour lambic that we did. We did a run of it, and you know we're able to like support a pawpaw farmer. Yeah. You know like yeah, actually one of the brewers. How many pawpaw farmers? Wait, time <laughs> out. So sorry. Oh, wait, is it a, a banana farmer? No. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. They I'm don't look like confused. a banana, but they taste no. like you know kind of like a He'll banana. Tell you that. Details. But actually, I just got I just got seven pounds of puree from the brewer, and I was in Bloomington yesterday. So I want to do something fun with it. Excited, <laughs> kill it! Yeah, you, you guys. Well, I was just telling I was just telling Thad because uh, we were talking about Upland, and I, I guess like for me, I just Upland's kind of always been around. You know, like in my head, in nineteen ninety eight since yeah. since. But like, especially like since I've gotten into craft beer, I've just yeah. it's always been like I remember kind of like associated with like Bloomington, thinking yeah. of like a Bloomington. Yeah, movie. I mean it's and Bloomingtons then, are and now every mothership. and now everywhere, you know. But I was like telling, I was like, you know, I was like, you've seen Parks and Rec, right? He's like, yeah. I was like, you know, every time yeah. they drank a beer, it was an upland, it was an upland beer. He's like, are you serious? Like, yeah, actually, it's kind of a cool story. Uh, I've been at the company for six years, and about that time, I came on. Um, they uh, invited the whole crew from Bloomington to go out to California. Oh wow. And see the whole set. And they got oh. photos and hung out with the whole cast. That was kinda cool. You did? You I didn't get to go. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, he wasn't, I was just he wasn't important enough yet. <laughs> yeah. So uh, like, that was cool. Yeah. But they invited all the yeah. the brewers and yeah, stuff. That was That's neat. A, that is awesome. Oh man. Um I, I didn't even know that happened. I didn't know they were that nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should check out that show even more now. Really nice. <laughs> I don't, I don't, is that show even on anymore? No. You can hey, peacock Hulu, it. Right? Hulu? You can peacock it. Peacock it. That peacock sounds dirty. It. Well, what is, what is that like? <laughs> I, I was just peacocking. <laughs> just, just, just peacocking I, around, you know? I mean, every show is kind of always oh on now. Peacocking. You know, like shows never go away yeah. anymore. I was watching uh, that Dick Van Dyke show yeah. the other day. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing pretty good. <laughs> is, he, Rip is, he, it. is he still alive? He's still alive. Because is, that's is a really? question I ask myself I every year. And I'm like, Dick I Van thought Dyke's dead, famous, right? I thought he had to be dead because he wasn't doing New Year's anymore. No, that what? So I that's, thought you, that's your Dick soul Clark. left when you stopped doing that. That's Dick Clark. That's Dick Clark. 
Oh. I didn't mean you're to correct getting, you. That's completely you're, different. You're, oh, you're getting your dicks I, confused. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've all got our dicks happens. <laughs> twisted around. We've About every morning dicks. it happens. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know. Whoa. Uh, you guys, <laughs> you guys. What I like about you too is that, like, I can tell just like the couple times that I've met you and talked to you, you guys, you guys are really into like, like you guys look at food and restaurants the same way I do. Like when you guys go in, it's like you're there one to enjoy the place yeah. first and foremost, but then two, there's the other Terminator eye that's just kind of sizing everything up, front of the house, back of the house. How are they running this? How are they doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm all about like friendly competition. Mm-hmm. Like I'm big into sports, and uh, it's like the Michael Jordan complex, right? It's like he always like respected not everyone, but a <laughs> lot of people he played against. But it was always like, what do I do better yeah. than that person? Or like, you know, like uh, just it kind of like like I'll see something in a restaurant that we might actually be doing, and then seeing it in another atmosphere, you're like. Ooh, yeah. Maybe we shouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> or like, yeah. Like, uh, like my thing is like nicks and walls and stuff like that. And now you know, like, it's like I go under to one of ours and everything starts poking out at you. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, you know, it's just like friendly competition and like, you know, like we want everyone to do well, but we also like you know want to step our game up along with the people who are stepping theirs up. You know, mm-hmm. how big is the? Because you guys are. Like what are like mainly work out of the Fountain Square one? Is that, how does that work? Is uh, that your home hub? I'm headquarters out of Fountain Square. Yeah, he is. Okay. Yeah. Me, I'm like in my car, like traveling. Like, if you, you know, like it's a even if it's a smaller, big restaurant, mm. it needs to focus. Yeah, yeah. But I have general managers that do a really good job. Like Haley over at Fountain Square right now. I mean, she's never general managed before. Now she's running it like a juggernaut. Mm. Like she's like all the way in, focused. You know, like I mean. Every time someone talks about that location, you know, it's because the people who make it, right? And she's one of those people. Mm-hmm. And the staff there, they're really good, you know. And then we have our two north side ones, you know. When it's uh, big, too. Fountain Square is like a big. Like, yeah. It has it to be is. one of the bigger ones, right? Like yeah. I mean, it has a lot of management and a lot of people who really care about it yeah. and take care of it. And that's why it does well. You gave me big. you gave me a, a tour of the kitchen. I was like, that kitchen is huge. Yeah. That, <laughs> and there's a commissary out of that kitchen. So yeah. the commissary makes food for the entire company you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. and then the two north side spots are you know like college avenue has its own like every store has its own background you know yeah college mm-hmm. avenue is more kind of like bar a lot of drinking going on there um but the food's still good the atmosphere um the people run it you know i spend a little bit more time in there it's by my house mm. and uh it doesn't have as much management so just kind of being there a little <laughs> extra and then the carmel location there's uh damon lewis up there he's going to be our new GM at the new spot, but right now he's kind of holding down that anchor and just kind of like, we have some really good people who just like work hard, want to do a good job, are experts and want to be professionals, you know, like they're like, everyone's trying to make a name for themselves. So are they all in Indiana? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that part of the, is that part of like the idea is to stay all in Indiana or is like, is there any plans to branch out? That's a good question. All right. I think Who right knows? now, like, you know, like uh, focus on Indiana. We were talking about earlier at brunch. It's like there's a lot of places that will just shotgun places. Yeah, like just open them up, and they won't be very good. Mm-hmm. Right. And our thing too is like, if we're going to open a place up, we want to make sure that it's like good. And if we just go off and just start opening up, well, let's just open up ten in one year. Yeah. What if those ten are any good? You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah. like it takes a lot of focus to, and a lot of time and effort to open a place. 
to do it right. Yeah. And uh, we just want to make sure, like, anything that we touch is done the mm-hmm. best of our ability, you know. And so, like, going out to, like, Ohio or Kentucky or another state would be, like, you know, it would be hard right now. But who knows, you know. Yeah, like, consistency is the hardest. Yeah, and that's, exactly. that's our number one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but Indiana's, like, we're just so, like, <clears throat> entrenched in the state that it's, like. Yeah. And there's so much more ground we have to cover in the state before we can even. Yeah. And plus, like, moving beer and stuff is hard. Yeah, and what will that be like? Because I know Oma Gang, I don't think they have a uh, brewery here, but they're based out of New York. When you do spread, you just keep that heart of Indiana, like, hey, this is Indiana beer, yeah. and we're here? Or, like, what would that look like? I don't know. That'd be, that's a new, <laughs> that'd be a whole new world. All right. Well, like, invite uh, me to those meetings. We sell, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we our wholesale is nationally distributed, so we sell beer yeah. all over the country. Right, right. And, uh, like, our CV market, like the Champagne Velvet you got there, they're German Pilsner. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a recipe we bought from Terre Haute Brewing Company, um, and pre probation. Yeah, but like it, like in big markets like Chicago, New York, L.A., Miami, mm. like it's a very popular beer. Mm. Like we sell out of like they, you know, like sometimes like we can't even. It's hard to get them all the beer they need on that side and the restaurants with that beer. So um, it's just like depends on the beer and. Where you're at in the country, but for Indiana, you know, it's like I think we're just really, really well we're represented in the state. You know that moving on to another state right now is not even in the guard. Was one CV like uh, the number two, number three beer before prohibition? Yeah, yeah. Before oh, prohibition. prohibition. Yeah. Back in uh, what was that? Forties? I don't know. I can't. 30s. I feel like an 30s. idiot, but twenties, thirties. Yeah. So You're I'm in the rolling twenties and the prohibition in <laughs> the thirties. So I'm tasting like an illegal beer right now. <laughs> yeah, nineteen oh two. There's no delta eight in it. <laughs> <laughs> you said there's no delta eight. It's really yeah. what I, it's yeah. what a pilsner should, should taste like. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's delicious. It's crisp. It's, it's like a, full my flavor. grandpa knows. Like <laughs> like when I first started for up on, I said we got champagne velvet. He goes. Oh man, I remember drinking that when I was a kid. I was like, "Whoa, what?" <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, it's just like such an old recipe. Like it's very familiar in the state. Oh, this is so cool. I feel like I'm going back to a speakeasy, <laughs> going back in time. <laughs> yeah, traveling back before I had rights. <laughs> yeah, well, we're gonna make that time travel movie. Uh, is yeah. it hot tub? Hot tub time machine? Yeah, great. I just watched that the other day. It it's it's going to be called Black Tub Time Machine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> which uh, stars me and Dyke, and we yeah. go back to uh, the 1940s. Um, in a gin bathtub. <laughs> in a gin bath. Yeah, you have to get a whole bunch of gin. <laughs> what kind? Uh, what type? What kind of gin? Oh, my gin? gosh. My favorite just, would be Tanger. I don't know how to say gin names, but I'm going to go with Tangeray. Tangeray is what I was going to say. I wasn't going to say tangerine. No, no, I thought you were. No one thought I was going to say that, and I just wanted to say that. Yeah, I love Tangeray. Tang- Tangeray? Yeah. What's yours, if, if we're going to go to I mean, I, Yeah, oh, it's been a while, but... Uh, oh, sorry. I didn't, I, it's all good. Bombay Sapphire. Yeah, that's also my favorite. You know, if I had the money. I don't like... Uh, college, I'm know. not a big fan of drinking Juniper. Yeah, me. I, I like Juniper in certain, like, brines and foods and uh, stuff, yeah, but, I, like... You know what the key is? What's that? Sugar? Uh, the more sugar content, the less juniper uh, it tastes like. Straight shots, cold with lemonade. Yeah, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, After the fourth or fifth one, you just don't. No, you don't I went, even know I, you're tasting. I anything. went to high school too. You just put a bunch of blue Kool Aid, hey, dump some hey, bubbly face in there. Hey, enough. 
We're not gonna crap on Jen today, okay? It's not about that. No, it was like I went like yeah, as when I, drinking underage, it was like a lot of or you know, nineteen, twenty year old. It was a lot of like Seagrams with Kool Aid with a bunch of sugar in it, and it was just that was the drink. Yeah. And then I remember like when I was like later in my twenties when I just tried to drink gin, I was like, Why does this gin taste like Christmas trees? <sighs> it took me forever to realize it. I was like, Oh, you don't like the you juniper. Guys, are you guys old enough to remember Purple Passion? Oh yeah. This pur- purple passion. <laughs> Ooh. Um, it was like yeah. a grape I think vodka maybe. One mm. like came in a two it was great. We drank this shit. It out was of a that. it was definitely in the drank category. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was a liqueur or so much as a drink. You guys like uh, Cameron Dipset? They had like a a a, a purple drink, drink like in the yeah. er, like early two thousand four, two thousand five. It was like vodka and codeine. <laughs> so it really wasn't. It was just uh, Cameron probably trying to make Ooh. some liquor money, but it was I, hilarious. Just I turned I turned twenty one in two thousand and one. And uh, it was be- right before as energy drinks were coming yeah. onto the scene. And the so, real energy drinks, the ones that like give you heart attacks. Well, like so, like yeah. Red Bull was like new, kind of like in Indianapolis. Amp. And I yeah. had a I had a friend. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm about to turn 21. I was like, what's a good drink to get? And she was like, oh, you know, a good drink to start the night off. We got to the club. She was like, it's a vodka and Red Bull. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then I was living behind like where the like the sinking ship that bottle shop. Yeah. I was living in Broderpool at the yeah right by Upland Shout and out. and. Uh, I went to the. I had my friend was twenty one. He was my roommate, and I was like, "Hey, get some vodka and Red Bull. I want to try this." And apparently, there was a malt liquor that was called Red Bull Malt Liquor. <laughs> and so he brought a forty of Red Bull and a and a handle of Kamchatka back. And I'm like, "All right, like this mad scientist, this drink. It's apparently it's really good." So I went <laughs> drinking at the club, and it was like just a heavy pour of Kamchatka. Which is like a splash of malt liquor on top of it, yeah. like in a, like a tall tumbler. Oh, that sounds gross. Yeah, and I remember drinking it down and just trying not to throw up and just being like, I don't think this is the way you start the club off. No, no way. It's not good. I thought Mountain Dew was the first energy drink. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's technically. Malt well, you remember like Jolt? You know? Jolt was an energy. Jolt Cold. Jolt. I remember as a Jolt, kid, like yeah. they were warning you about Jolt. Yeah, it was like, like don't you fucking drink Jolt because you'll have dude, a heart hey, attack and die. Drugs. Squirt, <laughs> squirt was. I love squirt. Well, you had to go to you had to go to the state lines to get squirt, right? I don't know. No, what am I thinking of? Surge. I'm thinking Surge. Surge. Yeah, yeah squirt wow. doesn't even have caffeine. I remember my uh, grapefruit. My friends would drive. They would pile into like the back of his AMC Gremlin and drive That's to hilarious. drive and do go on a surge run. Surge is illegal now, right? <laughs> I don't know if it's illegal. Oh, oh shoot! <laughs> hey, let's take a quick break. Uh, people are getting attacked. <laughs> You're not supposed to say surge. That's a, that's a secret word, Cody. Cody will bite you if you say the word. Uh, he's near me. I don't want to say it. Hey, we'll be right back. <laughs> Hi, and welcome back to the Heart of Brunch podcast. We're talking to Upland Brewery. Um, Andrew, we didn't we didn't ask you your uh, your origin story. Origin uh, story, yeah. How did yeah. how did uh, you come to be and come to be part of the Upland family? So I grew up in uh, Granger, Indiana, which is right outside South Bend. Okay, so all the way like Michigan border. Shut up. Um, yeah. So I went to a big high school there called Penn. It's like the size of North Central, but so my start in restaurants was there, like uh, washing dishes mm-hmm. and busting tables. Yeah. And I think 
my first like real restaurant job was at an Olive Garden busting tables. Is I was uh, the only non-Hispanic, so but it was uh, it was great. You know, I learned how to work hard. But then uh, I ended up in Fort Wayne for uh, college, mm-hmm. and uh, shout out Mastodons, Mastodons, right? <laughs> IPFW uh, gave him a lot of money. Um, yeah, but uh, I started working at a breakfast place there in the kitchen, and uh, kind of started working just around like local bars and stuff, like college kid. Yeah, like working the fryer, uh, doing the little stuff. And would always like kind of move up and on the line, start being like the guy in the front, you know, doing tickets. Uh, I got into serving at an Italian restaurant there. I worked there for about a year. Then moved to bartending at a local dive bar called the Green Frog, and just kind of fell into like the whole picture mm-hmm. of it. So I knew back and front of house. Yeah. Um, then uh, I wasn't doing school anymore. I was kind of getting lost in Fort Wayne. So I decided to just move out here to Indianapolis. I had some friends out here, and I started working for the Psalms mm. uh, restaurant group. Yeah. Oh so, my gosh! Uh, I worked for Eddie and Ed. Um, taught me a lot. You know, they were like guys that worked all the time. Oh yeah, they knew what they were doing. They were driven. Uh, they were always coming up with something new, and I was like really attracted to that. So I started working along. You know, like trying to, you know, work at their pace. Um, you know, we had a great. We still have a good relationship and everything, but just kind of the upland thing came up. Um, it kind of started as a front house manager at the Broad Ripple location, mm. um, and just with COVID and th- the card shuffled around, I kind of started taking on more responsibility, more responsibility. There's one point I was like GM in two stores and help a third. Oh wow! And then we finally like you know I think we were getting past the COVID financially part, so they yeah. were like making positions again and I was able to like you know have more of like a regional manager position where I have not where I'm at now or you know I have people underneath me uh, that I manage but uh and that's kind of like you know I just but everywhere I've ever worked has always been like from scratch kitchens Mm -hmm. are you know real local or like really like have this like youthful vibe of just like the one thing I with restaurants for me was like I've always had this, I feel like a creative outlook on things. Yeah. But I couldn't find anything I was really good at creatively. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't like a stand-up comedian that was super funny or I wasn't really good as a musician. I was okay at sports. But when I got into the restaurants, like I had a purpose, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like when I wash dishes, I could wash the dishes the best. <laughs> or <laughs> when organic. I was in the kitchen, I was going to be the best kitchen guy I could be. You know, like now mm. it's like different, but like, uh, like that was like, I was like, I found myself in the restaurant. You know, I was able to like, really learn a lot about myself and like um i think there was a point in my life where it was like you know i think we all might everyone in the restaurant industry goes through this i think where you're like am i going to be stuck in a restaurant Mm -hmm. or do i need to find that office job and i think i looked at it and said if i get stuck in the office because i tried that i worked in sales and did sold cars and i was like i hate this yeah yeah like i don't even Mm want to be around if i have to do this Mm -hmm. and the only thing that really made me happy was like working in a restaurant it was fast paced yeah I'm ADHD to the extreme. So it was like perfect for like someone like me, right? Mm-hmm. You need to do multiple things. But uh, like, yeah, it was like, I was like, I'm actually happy doing this. And I, once I got over like what other people thought about me working in restaurants, I think we get caught up on that as yeah. an industry. Where it's like, they're just going to think I'm some server. But I know some servers that make $100,000 a year. Yeah. You know, and they make more money than people who sit in offices. Well, I think, I think COVID put a light on a lot of that about yeah. what. Mm-hmm. 
what actually it entails to work in the service industry. Yeah. And also how cush some people's jobs are where they're just like, I just work from home on my computer, you know? Exactly. But yeah, I loved it. And I love restaurants and I love being a part of a company now that's like, you know, we're just being able to like make decisions and be a part of like, not just like some guy telling you what to do, but you get to be a part of that decision. So it's like, yeah. Um, that's yeah. so that's so important. I think there's something about there's a thing that you know I've always said about like well you can have you know work for mom and pop and kind of have a little more creative leeway, but then it's always like you're kind of a you know victim of whatever crazy you know ideas they have, or you can work for a corporate place that's going to be very fair, right? They're going to be very fair. Everything's going to be kind of by the book, but you might not be able to get that like creative, you know, the itch scratch. And it, it seems mm-hmm. like where you guys are at, you both can kind of get the best of both worlds. Yeah. Out there. I do want to yeah. speak to, to the creativity that you were talking about. Like sometimes yeah. you have to come up with a whole different menu and, and get a whole bunch of people behind it, even though they might not want to do something different. And I just wanted you to speak to that of like, how do you push for that? And when, when is the right time to make a different menu? Uh, that's good uh that's the hardest thing i think like we have what six locations and about to open up another one so off seven but consistency it's hard to get you know like i know how to cook i understand like technique and stuff like that but like does johnny know how to you know grill a steak and make it the same way i make it right and that's the hardest thing and andrew and i have been like working really hard going to the other locations and working with these guys and make sure that um, it is consistent. Huh? They're following like cooking has rules, right you know? So like uh, that's another, like we could talk about technique, but like, are they, are they following it? Are they doing the right? Are they sweating their onions? Are they yeah. sauteing it correctly? And like understanding like uh, the process of it. Yeah. And uh, so it's been challenging because we just launched a new menu a couple weeks ago. And uh, it's it's been it's been a it's been tough, but yeah. these guys are getting in. I think they they they're understanding that you know the passion behind it and the, the craft. So is right. this is this the new menu that we have up here? That's the yeah. brunch menu. Okay. Uh, we're actually going to get ready. We're going to work on changing that soon. Can we click back to the regular menu? Is there anything on here that that you? It's got it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, party foul there. I'll take partial credit for that one. I mean, uh, give me a straw. We can try. <laughs> no, listen. It is a professional podcast, and then sometimes beer spill for no reason. It's, I think it's party beer don't spill a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah exactly. Thank you. I've heard that term, that party rule. But we got. <laughs> I spill. I spill like my coffee probably twenty times in the morning. So. Why? Well, I, I, I spilled his. Yeah, I, yeah, I like, spilled his beer with my my headphones, <laughs> so I, I turned to look at this and it took out three beers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything here? Oh my! It was so full. Yeah. <laughs> and listen, if we do get electrocuted, it's that's on you. We make everybody sign a waiver. <laughs> Beers might be spilled into electric currents. <laughs> I'll be all right. uh, uh, what 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 on this menu uh, are you are you the most proud of or like uh, most excited this, about? I'm, I'm actually really excited about the new menu we just put out. Um, uh, we so we launched this. We call this the harvest menu, mm-hmm. and um, we 
launched this menu with a couple beers, Juicy Harvest, Pawpaw Sour, and what was the other beer we launched with it? Remember? Those were the two. Is it? Yep. Oh, okay. Because when I came and met, met you guys, you guys like everyone knows the Upland does beer, but what we're really excited about is letting people know like how amazing the food is. So with this menu, we wanted to highlight our farmers and kind of dedicate the hard work that they do for us. And uh, there's quite a bit of Indiana on this menu that um, that I'm proud of, and I know that uh, Andrew's proud of, and the company's proud of. But uh, uh, they're all great items. Like I, I think this is probably our best menu we've put out since COVID. Yeah, and, maybe uh, you guys put out COVID. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get it. This is COVID. Sorry, keep drinking that Upland beer. <laughs> we I know. I, I put out a few CDs, so. I'm, like, hey, what do you want to do after putting out COVID? Like, I don't know. Uh, I was thinking about pork cakes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pork, pork cakes are that great. tomato pie. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> well, like, initially when we were came out with this menu, I came out with the menu, and we were working on it. And with uh, the fall being towards the end of summer and going into fall, so you have – it's not just like tomatoes die off, right? Mm-hmm. So you have that like link between fall and, and summer. So that's why we kind of made this menu with end of summer and fall. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, and this correction, Chad does make all the menu. I just the fat guy that tries the food. <laughs> <suggesting> that. <laughs> but that was the whole idea behind it. And like we thought, okay, we'll just run this for two months and we'll go into winter uh, with some new items, yeah. and, uh, so it's it's kind of like people think you know what fall was what a couple weeks ago. So like you still have tomatoes, all right? Like right. my tomato plant's still yeah. producing tomatoes. So it's nice. We work with uh, Dave Fisher from Fisher Farms, and we do buy a lot from them from Jasper, Indiana, and uh, they put out they put out an amazing product for us. And uh, uh, they we, don't really miss Fisher Farms. Doesn't really miss. I know. I know, like, like it's Tell what's, about that. Like, we have like we're using the Denver cut that they have right now on our steak and potatoes. Yeah, so the Denver potato. cut is a unique cut. It's from the chuck area, and it comes from underneath the arm area. It's a real tender cut of meat. That Ooh. it's where the the, the you know the, the cattle doesn't really move much, and uh, so that meat's really tender and mm. it's, it eats super nice right and, underneath the sweat sweat gland. Yeah, right underneath where you know the the armpit. But uh, but it's mm. great. Uh, they they their stuff it. is prime to chill high choice, and they take tremendous amount of like love and what they do down there. So and uh, they're they're a great family, great great farmers, and oh, they're 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 super. I just want to shout out to our future uh, sponsor, Fisher's Farms. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> you guys up. Yeah, thank Seriously. you so much for what you guys do. Yeah. Um, the new armpit fat. Uh, <laughs> Pit pork thing, <laughs> it's, it's beef. So I said the wrong thing. Anyways, I'm messing up the sponsorship mm-hmm. as we speak. So That's I'm why done. I don't hey. let Thad make the menu. Korean <laughs> natural, local, fresh. Yeah, we love you guys, and we're glad to yeah, have this you. This was when I did, had my food truck. This was all my burgers were seriously like, yeah. farm burgers. Yeah, for sure. Oh, so just, Dave's a nice guy. So yeah. is Diane. Like the whole the Joseph, they're all good people. Yeah, it's also good when you know your farmers. He's just like, names, yeah. family names. You know, like I, and I their mean, kids. They go to the school seventy nine and. That's Chad. That's this what he does. He like goes to different distributors and 
He meets their entire family. That's good. Yeah. And that's Hang how we get in real good with them. So. Yeah. That's smart. Hang out yeah, with He's them. like Uncle Chad over here. Uncle, I am like Uncle Chad. <laughs> like, who's that kid with the sunglasses and the black hair? <laughs> <laughs> we don't talk about that. He should have graduated by now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're, it's, we're, that's the thing about Upland now. If you're coming to Upland, you know that we walk the talk. So, like, you know what we're going to serve you comes yeah. from where we, you know, local. Uh, obviously, you can't that. get everything in Indiana, but we try our best, and we do work really hard to like to to set you know to get that that local farmer into our establishment. So, no, I love it. Like I like I was trying to do a seafood Indiana thing only, and yeah. it was it's impo- yeah. it was it fresh, was basically impossible. Yeah, ocean to seafood within within like twelve hours, right? With, and depending hey, on the flight delays, yeah. you forget about. Lake Michigan, though. Yeah. Coho. Yeah. Well, we we split the you difference, know, and we were just pulling everything out of the White River. Perch. <laughs> we, uh, you guys like crawdads? Yeah. Oh, man. I White River it. seafood. You know, <laughs> crawdads aren't bad, especially Go right there to the, the Broad Ripple Canal, just, <laughs> just yeah. whatever comes out. I've never, has anyone ever maybe. actually four eat, four-eyed eaten, catches. Like, has anyone ever eaten, like, an Indiana crawdad? Like just pull like I used to make them fight when I was a kid, but I've never like just. Where'd you find this? I, it's gotta taste like <laughs> pond water though. Yeah, they're never they're never really big, right? Like, they're just kind of tiny. I've never seen one of these. But that's the thing about people. Get, really, Indiana crawdads? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they grow like they grow in the yards by. But they're like watery, they're like, like a little bright. they're like translucent brown, like they're not red. They're, they'll bite you. Yeah, they, yeah, they'll. Yeah, like when I was a kid, like I had a, like, like a creek in the backyard, and we would just like you know, when the water went down, you just pit two against each other and watch them. We that we're from the northern part of the state. I don't yeah. think we have it, this it's like a midwestern well, lobster. Yeah, in some, city, though, in some creeks or creek, depending on where you're from, <laughs> uh, we we had a little bit, and then some people would go crawdad, crawdad fishing. I bet they. I, you know what? I bet they're not bad. We should maybe start a new trend. I wonder. I wonder if they're like protected. If you can't eat them, or they're just I don't, not. Who's gonna, is a crawdad police gonna? Come? It's, uh, <laughs> that'd suck if that was your only job. Like where you from? I know. Hey, I'm going to a fresh batch of crawdads. Yeah. I'm but, about to go pop those guys. Yeah, yeah. Think about like the crawdad. Like I wonder what he looks like. He shades on. <laughs> he like, has shades. But like claws. his shirts all regular because. Probably like he, like yeah. he's a miserable alcoholic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People don't respect what I do. But it's serious. Yeah. He's always got a flask. Like his, his job just, doesn't matter that much that he can be drunk. Yeah. Hey, Diane, who's walking in the backyard? <laughs> oh, that's the crawdad protector. <laughs> With his trench coat. Yeah. Locking people up. What are you in for? All right. I had 14 kilos of crawdads. <laughs> Just moving across the state line. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good job. You tattoo like right <laughs> You want the best uncut crawdads this side of the Mississippi? That's how we're going to get on TV right there. What? Crawfish? Like CSI crawdad. Crawdad busters. I don't, D- DNR, the DNR I special. I don't think I've that. ever seen anyone eat Creek crawdads. Well, and they've always been like. I think I taste like he's I, so good at his job. I, like, <laughs> people get so there like, has to be some. I I don't. Can you say homeless people? <laughs> you can say whatever you want. I, I like uh, to say mansionless people. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I like to uh, call them future millionaires. But <laughs> yeah, take they, that, guys. But they, they've had to have a crawdad or two out of that broad ripple canal. Sure. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, the, the, the Canal Kids, you ever yeah. seen those guys oh, yeah. on Broad Ripple? They're not eating crawdads. So oh, they're, yeah. they're, they're smoking meth. They're but, smoking meth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they might be like, crawdads are crawling all over me right now. <laughs> like, that's just the best I'll yeah. <laughs> But like, when he pulled up a picture of crawdads. Those were red. Are those more? This is, the, this this cook, is more of a crick one. I've never oh, seen the, the brown ones are the crick ones. The brown ones. ones, yeah. They're never red. They're, yeah, they got to taste like. Ooh, they have, I don't know. I just I don't I, trust that. That one looks like it has herpes. <laughs> that one, it, it, it might STD right there on that and one. And also, you're not getting yeah, you're not getting a good sense of size too. Like they're really tiny. Like they're, t- I would say a quarter to half the size of a regular like. When we did like the seafood yeah. boil, when we did the seafood bo- boil, where were our dads from? Not <laughs> Indiana. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, the bio. Come yeah. on. Those, those that's are from. Good, those are from. Those shit. are from New Orleans. Yeah. They're not yeah, they're from, from New Orleans. Not from a crick. Yeah. Maybe a New Orleans crick. Yeah. That's kind of like allig- people like alligator. What's so great? I think it tastes like pond water, man. Like. I've never, yeah, I've never written. I, never I, I would think that crawfish might, from Indiana, might taste like. What's pond water taste like? Can you elaborate? It's like shit. <laughs> no, we've it's all. T- good, it's, it's dirty water. It's dirty. I've drank some pond water in my day, and it's, yeah, dirty. it's not. I've drank. Cr- it's not pl- I've drank plenty of that. Crick water in my day. <laughs> I've also had alligator too. Let me just say that real quick. You guys are making me feel like real bougie right now. <laughs> Wait, you're bougie because you haven't tried alligator. <laughs> I haven't drank. Pond water, I haven't tried alligator, or I have never had an Indiana crawfish. You never barbecued a shoe before? What are you <laughs> talking about? That's a good point. That's, That's good eating. <laughs> barbecue? <laughs> I've had some barbecue Tastes like in my chicken. day. Um, no, I've definitely drank creek water. Um, <laughs> let it, let it, yeah, we have let a sour it How creek thirsty water. were you? I mean, like, <laughs> as a kid, I feel like you're just kind of swimming around in it. And oh, like, that doesn't you know. I'm talking about, like, I've done it for like a bit before. Yeah. Like I was a camp counselor, so like oh, that's cool. Uh, so you're doing bits to your to the kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love that. Well, like one of the like we would do, you would like play a game. There would be punishments, and one was like, uh, I was like, I'll take a drink out of someone's shoe, mm-hmm. and so it was all rigged. You know, it was, it was like yeah. I knew I was going to do it, so whatever, I lost the thing. Whose shoe? That's and nice. the, it was like another counselor. And then like I went down <sighs> to the creek. They filled it up full of creek water, and I like bonged a like. You know, that shoot. sounds gross. A sh- yeah. A shoes. yeah, I mean, it's just to make a bunch of well, kids, a hundred kids go, ew. <laughs> yeah, it's it. like, yeah, that was gross. My question kids. is, did anybody get athlete's lung or <laughs> athlete's throat or it anything did, like that? It did not make me run any faster, I'll tell you that. Oh. It was just, but it just tasted like, you know, like kind of some dirty water, you know. And toes. and it's, Yeah, you know. It tasted about what you would think it would taste like. If I got athlete's throat from you, I think. <laughs> from your toe? Yeah, just drinking shoe water. That's a that's a situation Maybe. where I'd never talk to you again. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, you know? me and him don't talk anymore. Like, what happened? You know, it's yeah. like, someone does that to you, you kind of, you never forgive them. That actually be kind of a cool story, though. <laughs> yeah. This was 100% consensual. I, sick. Like, I mean, yeah. I don't have to work anymore. Yeah, this yeah. was... This how, was consensual. It was my idea. How, how would you like explain to your boss that? Hey, I got sick. I drank my buddy's shoe water. Well, you remember like the early two thousands? There was like like there was a lot of like uh, Jackass was very popular. Yeah, and oh, there yeah. was a lot of like I, I definitely Dude. got involved in my fair share of like dumb party tricks. Like my friend uh, hated cheese. Like it made him sick. Like he just mm. like the idea of cheese was it's just like uh, CKY. They disgusting. Break yawn, they would put the 
mustard on him and he'd go crazy. Yeah, but he was like that with cheese. So like one time, I took some like craft like the the powdered cheese. Oh. And I just laid some out, and I just rolled up a dollar bill, and I did a line of it right in front of him. I just That's snorted hilarious. a line of powdered cheese. And How did it make you feel? It made, well, it, it he threw up. So like, <laughs> watching you do it, he threw up watching me do yeah, it. So like, like I feel like I got the better end of the deal. But then yeah, then you're gacking out like you know. Yeah, mustard. You never seen that mustard I, man? I, I skateboarded for like most from like thirteen to like I'm still like into the. I can't skateboard as well. I'm kind of bigger now, but like we would just watch these skate videos, and this is what. Oh, yeah, this is CKY. This is like where Jackass kind of like uh, morphed from. But is he like snorting mustard in this video? No, they just, he hates mustard so much, and they spray it on him, and he loses his fucking mind. <laughs> oh. Didn't one episode okay. he snort like. 15 year old me is like. This is like my heart right here. Oh, this is a young Bam Majera. It's before yeah. the alcohol. Yeah. yeah, before the everything. Yeah. Young Bam. Having a fun time, and then like they're gonna hit him with. Now is Bam the one that hates mustard? I'm no Bam. Oh, it's his buddy. Oh, okay, I mean maybe we should. This start is like some real like uh, suburban Pennsylvania type <laughs> shit. Oh, <laughs> well, we need to do this like guy. A, he hates the mustard. Our own jackass. And this is also like obviously. Have you seen the newest one? This is no, I have not yet. This oh is, my god, this There's is obviously lots of nut like. Sacks. In right. the, this is obviously like in the 90s too so it's just like the the idea that this video is going to reach millions of people it's like you're not going to go viral so your friends just dumped mustard on you because they, <laughs> they know you fucking hate it okay there's uh, the mustard uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay and watch he just, oh he hates mustard and they just sprayed it on his back <laughs> he he looks like he's going to snap I mean if you sprayed anything on me like that I wouldn't be happy uh, you know? I mean I would <laughs> oh, shoot. oh shoot. He goes after the car. He this lightly kicks the car door. <laughs> I mean, for the podcast listeners, we're watching someone mad that mustard got sprayed on him. And then instead of taking it out on anybody there that sprayed it on him, he goes and kicks the car door. Not the front car door either, the back uh, driver's back seat. Yeah, I would be mad too, kicking cans. I don't think he was that angry until they until he realized it was mustard. At first, he was yeah. just like, what oh. Like, oh, hey. I went back. For He's like, hey, y'all, who spit on me? And they're like, yeah. that's mustard. What the heck? Do you, Dad, do you have a triggering food that, like, would would cause you olives to me, kick, kick a, olives? Yeah, I, I picked the olives off that pizza. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit, we served some olives. No, it's all good. <laughs> but it's just like, I don't know what it is about olives. It's just like, it's the bane of my existence. Yeah. It's too salty? I don't even know. I I can't even explain. It. Maybe it was just something that I built up as a kid. Mm, possibly. Like, uh, man, like I just won't eat it if there's olives on it. I feel or like I'll pick it off. I picked it off. I can pick it. So off. today you picked it off. Picked it off today. I feel like that. That's because you mean, guys didn't OD at all. It wasn't. Like, do we? Is there anything like? Is there any time when you stop liking something as an adult? Like I feel like it's all built in from childhood, right? Yeah, I, like, I agree. I think so. Yeah, like you're never like in your mid thirties and you're like, I don't like pepperoni anymore. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> there's some people who do are really. Yeah, but they're not. Exciting. So. Well, it's alcohol, I think. <laughs> well, I don't count alcohol or like if you stop eating meat or something like yeah. that. But it's just like to have a thing where it's just like, I, I've loved cucumber my whole life. And I didn't I'm, stop drinking alcohol because I didn't like it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I, 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 I had a drink in seven years. It was like, 
It wasn't because I didn't like alcohol. I really liked it a lot. It's because uh, everyone Someone, else didn't like me drinking alcohol. Someone say that was the issue. Yeah, <laughs> like we don't like you like this. I think it's kind of weird. Like I don't know if you guys noticed it. Like, like my dad, he's eighty four now. So, but he used to eat his steak like mid rare. Mm-hmm. Now it's like I want a mid well. It's like I don't know if that changes through life or what. Do you ever notice like people are like uh, that? And like my grandpa got very sensitive to any kind of like. By the time like he was in into his nineties, but even by his eighties, like you couldn't put pepper on anything. It was too spicy, yeah. and it was just like ground pepper became too spicy, and it was just like, I. So your tastes yeah. do kind of change like that, or maybe yeah, I just read like, that day. But like, I, yeah, I don't want to be that guy. I don't. I don't. I, don't I think that. that's definitely in the kind of. I, I would hopefully that that's a later years thing and not like. I'm going to force myself for that. Like I just even if I don't like it, I'll just, you're not even want to say anything. Like why is grandpa? Yeah, crying? I don't want to be like the loser <laughs> grandpa. No, I've I've definitely we're talking about grandpas right now. And 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 two take it to a gross place. My dad's not. He's well, he's grandpa. But he's my dad though. <laughs> I've definitely aged into a thing where sometimes if I eat a, a couple of jalapenos, I really pay for it the next day. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, I, just, yeah. I don't remember being like this in my early 20s. You know, like, yeah. I never had to think about the, the 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 heat of something I was eating. Yeah, especially on the end part of it, like yeah. goes in, goes out. That's yeah. Not. Oh god. We did a we did Whoa. a we one did of a, them's my favorite part. <laughs> we did a bit yeah. on the uh, after brunch podcast where like somebody brought in these like hot chips one time, oh. and it was like as a punishment kind of thing. Oh, and, like the 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 one chip. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Was, I'll, so we did that, and it was like... I don't want to leave that. It was 45 minutes... I want to be in a room with someone else that does it. It was 45 minutes for me of just, like, torture. And then, like, 40, like just, like, 45 like, drinking milk and just, like, I don't... I'm not enjoying this time. And then after it... <laughs> then the next day, I had another 45 minutes of torture. Oh. And I was just like, I don't ever want to do this again. Like, it's just not fun. It's, it's yeah. It's no longer. But is there any regular foods like that for you that you're just like I can't? Nope, not touching it. Uh, I think not. Not really. Like, um, I think I get mad when people steal my food. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I like. <laughs> you know, I, I. Not really. I like. I enjoy everything. Ever since I was a kid, like, there's nothing like. Are we talking about family members or people off the street? Uh, <laughs> both. Okay, yeah. I, well, I think there's something because it's like, I mean, for me, at least in like in culinary school, it's like you don't have to like caviar, but you have to be able to tell good caviar from bad caviar. And it was kind of like that yeah. with everything. It's like, you don't, this doesn't have to be your favorite thing, but you have to have a palate to recognize if it's good, bad, undercooked, overcooked, whatever it is. And there wasn't very much, I didn't sample in culinary school i remember there was a few vegan people and i was just like i don't even know how you can do this then yeah yeah and then i had i remember there was a shout out that we did get <laughs> I think we did caviar get, uh, is more of a texture best vegan rest, restaurant some people. wait 2020 this year we were best in indianapolis this year so what what are you bragging about for vegan we have a good vegan yeah, oh. yeah. take that Vegans. I, 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 I listen to your experience with ve- the uh, vegan rally. So you already know my vegan. I, I feel you, man. If someone told me they were willing to die for a cause like <laughs> veganism, I'm like, yeah. I, uh, I do want. I do owe the vegans apology. I did kind of go a little bit too hard on some of the vegans. That vegan last privilege, episode. man. Vegan privilege. <laughs> I did just do a dog show, and I opened up with uh, how I thought raising money for dogs during this time was bad, and I. <laughs> It was, I thought they would take it as a joke, but a lot yeah. of people had their mouths open and like, 
Look at, wait, they they were surprised the stand up comedian made a. Yeah, I was like, let's let's go against the room a little bit, and they were covering the dog's ears. Like they don't speak English, <laughs> <laughs> they can't. But anyways, um, yeah. So <laughs> vegans do what you do. That's my yeah. apology. Yeah, yeah. That's all you're getting. Like but nice job! Congratulations. <laughs> I, I like how you like tanked your own charity shows. Like this charity is bullshit. <laughs> I want everyone to know that. Uh, I'm too Haitian to raise money for dogs. <laughs> Zach, can you, <laughs> can you drop a beat for me, there, Zach? Gentlemen, thank you guys so much for being on the program today. Hey, thanks for having us. Where, where can people uh, find you and follow you on social media? You don't have to give your personal. You can give your 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 business account. However, you guys want to do that. Well, uh, if you guys want to check out menus, beer, all that stuff, different locations, uh, uplandbeer.com. Um, social media, all the stores have their own platforms. So just put in your search bar, Upland, and whatever location you're looking for. Thanks. Um, and for me, just Andrew Priller at Instagram. Should I, s- I don't think I should say my. <laughs> People yeah. might stop me or something. Okay. But I want to say hey, thanks for having us here. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Guys. you guys got a good thing going here. Yeah. Appreciate it. You guys are Heart great. Heart goes out. Thanks. Um, real quick, do you guys have anything? Uh, I, I definitely want you guys to talk about the brunch real quick at the end. Yeah. And then if you have any big like uh, like events coming up that you guys want to plug. Yeah, so every Sunday we have Mike uh, Michael Graves, um, DJ, uh, Dickie Fox, he's he does our brunch every Sunday. That's awesome. Over at the Fountain Square location, so come check him out. I mean, he kills it. So he does. If you like, like me, I'm into music and all that. He does yeah. like golden era hip hop, yeah, to like yeah. tribal stuff. Like he make does a good mix, man. So he just and uh, he has his friends come around too, and he has some pretty famous DJs once in a while show up. So it's a good time. I love that. And then uh, also we're opening a new location, so. Hey. Anyone up on the north side near the mall in Castleton. Nice. Uh, the old McKenzie River. So it's going to be uh, Upland on 82nd Street. We're shooting for uh, mid-November. So yeah. and you uh, were soft s- opening. You guys are invited. Awesome. Everyone in this room. Yeah. So make sure I'll get a hold of you guys when I start ha- sending out invitations. And Absolutely. Thank you. You know and, you guys want a podcast out there? And so. you said that you guys would be serving... Uh, Crawdad Creek sliders. Yeah, right? sure. yeah. Actually, okay. that's Indiana grown. We're leave here. He's going to go to the test kitchen. That's what he's doing. So we'll see VM and uh, <laughs> barbecue and yeah. pizza oh. oven. We'll bring it to your pizza oven. Actually, uh, Zach Roan. Yeah, you can uh, join me and Thad's new podcast. Why we hate Jen <laughs> <laughs> at Why We Hate Jen Pod. That is Jake. And that is a play on words. Gin is also a drink and a name, <laughs> short for Jennifer. Oh, yeah. So you guys will find out why we don't like Jennifer. Jennifer Juniper. Actually, follow me at, at Thad McKee, Twitter and Instagram. Um, I'm at Dyke Michaels on all social media. Also, make sure to check out our website, harderbrunch.com. You can get some sweet Harder Brunch merch. And uh, stick around for the Patreon episode. Only $3.00. Patreon.com backslash Heart of Brunch. We're going to be talking to Zane Zadie and Wilcon Cannon. You're not going to want to miss it. Only $3. Sign up right now. Right now. Stop what you're doing. Sign up. Yes. Right now. Yeah. And then we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Yeah.